Hey, everybody. Welcome to the True Texas Real Estate Podcast, where we talk about buying and selling Texas. I am Marilee Brown from Empire Financial, one of your co-hosts, here with Linda Zimmerhansel. I'm with Zest Realty, broker here in San Antonio, and we're so fortunate today to have John Dean with Goosehead Insurance joining us. Um, he's our insurance partner, and this is such a salient topic. I mean, if you don't know that insurance rates are, have gone skyrocketing up, um, you're living under a rock. So um, crawl on out and listen to this because we've got we've got some really. John's going to tell us some strategies on how to. Um, kind of work around what's going on, the reasons why, and uh, it's going to make it a lot easier for all of us. Welcome, John. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, we're going to try to um, make it easier, give you some tips, uh, when they're, especially when they're buying the house or when they're going through the loan process, um, because it's changed. It used to, all that stuff used to happen afterwards, the insurance part, but now you need to start taking care of that before you, not before you pick the house, but as you're picking the house for sure. to see uh, you know, what the rates are going to be there's any issues with those problems. Absolutely. And it's it's such a change in strategy for us. I mean, John and I were just talking. I have a buyer now and he doesn't like a newer house. And so, you know, we've been under contract twice, um, you know, before I learned this strategy of John's um, and, and just, you know, the repairs needed on these houses. I mean, one had a completely decimated by ail damaged roof. And there was no way he was going to get insurance on this, right? Well, and then the seller wouldn't put a new roof on. Um, the second one, very similar. There was wood rot. There were some trees hanging over the house. I mean, and again, the seller wouldn't do any of this stuff. And, you know, we probably wouldn't have even gone to see the houses had I checked with John first and said, hey, let's run this quote. We'll talk about that later. Why don't you, let's back up. Let's talk about why this has happened and what's happened. So uh, the reason why it's happening is just uh, it's kind of like the rates, right? It's just an unfavorable time for the insurance uh, companies themselves. It's all about profit. For the last few years, they've been in a grow mode where they've just been, they'll take any business. doesn't matter. They'll write it. Great. They're just growing. Well, now they've hit this um, point where the losses are, are taking more than they're, what they're bringing in, right? So they're all losing money. And so what they're doing to limit that is they're just limiting their appetite, tightening the underwriting restrictions. Um, most companies now are actually going doing the inspections. A lot of companies didn't do it before. They relied on us to do when we when we issued a policy. But now they're all going out afterwards and they're really, really picky um, on on pretty much everything. <laughs> Roofs, um, very roof age, roof condition, um, limbs touching the roof. That's a no-no. They will give you a warning on that every time. You got to have them trimmed back so many feet from the house. Uh, gutters have to be clean. So, uh, for instance, my next-door neighbor over here has a tree right close to mm -hmm. there. Now, they've kind of redid the gutters to go around it, but um, is the insurance going to have a problem with that? Um, so, that uh, y'all can't see that, but the, the tree is well, kind of going over the house. It's pretty high above the house. Um if it was closer to the house, they could have a problem with that. Uh, there are some companies that would have a problem with that tree. They would want that tree, that one limb removed completely. Yeah. Because gutters and they get debris, then it overflows. It causes rot. Right. So that's one thing. Uh, the other thing, like with people in older houses, is they're very picky on the electrical now. Um, certain types of breakers, that Federal Pacific or Zinsco, uh, any kind of just 
circuit breaker, not circuit breaker, uh, fuses, right. fuse blocks. Right. They, right. They're very picky on those. I was working on one yesterday where it was a combination. It was uh, fuses, and then the owner had installed a circuit breaker somehow in the blocks that's not per code or nothing, and the electricals run all exposed. That man, so that's we're having to bring that up to the to the to the buyer. Going, this is going to be a problem. This has to be fixed before you purchase. And right. handrails are the other thing. Really getting a lot of notifications on handrails. There's three steps. Has to have a handrail. Period. Um, or that's an immediate. When they come to the inspection, they'll say, thirty days, forty five days, whatever it is. You got to have a handrail up, or they can. Right. Really picky on that. And the tricky thing here is, guys, they cancel after you bought the house. Correct. <laughs> so it gives. Um, real estate agents, Will and John, insurance agents, uh, a high responsibility because Absolutely. I mean, if they're going to go out, what what were they doing inspections before? One out of every ten or something? One out um, of it, it was more company. Uh, most companies just didn't do a lot of them. Right. Uh, the more regional carriers, the smaller carriers, they always did inspections. Right. Um, but now even like the Allstate's travelers, they never did a lot of them before. They're really doing them now. And yeah, it's going to be 30 to 40 days after you close. They come do the inspection. And then it's usually another 10 days before we get it. So now you're two months, three months in. Now you get the notif notification. I just got one last night for someone on a handrail because um, they removed it <laughs> after they moved in. Because oh, they didn't like yeah. the way it looked because they were going to redo it. But when, when it just kind of got caught in the middle of when they did that inspection. Got a notice that was in August first, and we just got it. So, so what should we do in in an instance like that? Do we, when we know we're putting an offer in on a house, do we call you and give you the address and have you look it up? Have you go by? Well, I mean, what, well, what's our I, process? I mean, you know, so for us, I mean, I, I, you know, to speak to what John was doing when we're like physically at the house looking, we got to be aware of these, things, okay. right? And and calling them out, maybe getting on the phone to the list agent, going, "Hey, do you think they're going to trim back?" all these trees or, you know, you know, the roof looks old, there's a hole in it, there's shingles on the ground, whatever, you know, are you going to be willing to do these things? Um, and then if they say no, it's, you know, okay, wow. Um, so John, we need to be educated. And educate our clients. Yeah, right. Both. Yeah. Because, I mean, and, and John came up with a really good strategy and they have, they have a really good way. Can you talk about that? Because this is even before you go see the house, we're not even talking about affordability yet. We'll get there. <laughs> this is just, will the house pass inspection? But it's after the closing, right? But we want to make sure our client doesn't close this and go, they just canceled my insurance, right. you know? So obviously, uh, when they when you first go look at the house, you know, a lot of times you could see it. Um, if you see anything uh, out of the ordinary, trees, like, you know, you don't have to look at the electrical. A lot of times we'll catch that on the inspection. Oh, so I do. You don't need to be I do. opening <laughs> boxes and, you know, all that kind of um, But we have this, this tool that, that the uh, buyers can use our digital rater where as they're looking and say they want, they're looking at two or three different houses, two houses, and they want to, and they're trying to make a decision between the two before you even go look like which one looks better. They can run a quote on our digital rater and it takes two minutes and they'll start getting real time quotes, not hundred percent accurate, but it gives you a, a, a gauge, right? Where if you run this one, the average quote, you could say your top three is, you know, $1,600 for your insurance and you run a quote for this property and it says 3,700, there's something going on between those two houses. They, you know, this one could have claims that, you know, they're, they, they don't like that. Um, so that could 
by the time I run it, I could get that price a little bit better probably, but it's not going to be thousands. They won't be equal. There's something different it's between those flag. two. It's a red so, flag. So they call and go, well, Linda, the, the one we really like is 3700 Then we can call you and right. say, or your insurance partner and go, hey, can you run that clue report and figure out what's going on with that house? And then maybe, maybe it was there's a roof claim and nothing was done or whatever it was. And then we call the agent and the agent goes, oh, no, we're putting a new roof on. Okay, well, then we're going to go, right, Marilee? I mean, we can buy that house, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, so that's a great strategy. It's not only going to save heartache, <laughs> but it's it's a really good thing that we haven't done before, really. Right. I mean, I always like my clients to buy their insurance in the first week because it's a big financial piece, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Um, because... When they bind it, say they bind it before, if the closing doesn't happen, they're not out that money, right? right? It just doesn't close. They let us know, we, you know, we cancel that thing. No problem. Uh, but you want to lock that in because a lot of times now the companies are having mid, like I could quote a policy with, uh, I'll use Travelers, for example, on December 2nd. On December 3rd, they could have a price increase or December 10th. And so when I go to bind it, now the price is higher because they've waited a little bit longer to make a decision. Now it's going to have that new rate. It's not going to have the old one. So the sooner we get one that they like, man, we're going to lock that in. It's like a, it's like locking in your interest rate. Exactly. You're locking in your your price of your insurance. And is it true you get a little bit of a discount? Absolutely. The sooner you lock it in prior to closing, yes. right? That's important. And we need oh, to yeah. repeat that again. The sooner you I bet you nine times out of ten of my clients wait until the day before closing or or at least a week of closing. And it's like, yeah. man, it's you could save so much not a lot, but you're still saving something if and you it do depends. it right away. I quoted a gentleman yesterday in Austin and it was a, it was a really nice house. It's a, million dollar house that we're insuring it for and i thought he told me that his insurance um actually expired today so we need to have the new policy start today this he called me yesterday at noon um so i quoted it and it was like it was very expensive for the insurance and then he, then he called me back and said oh no it doesn't it doesn't renew till november 1st so then i put a november 1st date on it and it dropped the price twelve hundred dollars oh, oh so wow it can be a big difference especially oh. on auto i mean but it really you know it can really be most of the times it's not that drastic it's just on that one because the the house was so much insurance, but right. but it it can be a big difference, a couple hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. You know, you never know. Well, and not only ouch, Marilee, is couldn't this throw some people out uh, that of their could, qualification? Yeah. That could make someone who was qualified before all of a sudden not be qualified. You know, depending on what that. Um, I mean, that can make a big difference. I mean, you generally- especially for with first time home buyers that we're trying to, you know, get them the max that we can. You know, we try to, you know, inch it up with interest rates just in case, you know, they go under contract and interest rates are up a little bit higher. But but at least we still have some leverage. But with insurance, boom, you know. Yeah. Here it is. John will do his best, right? But what if I mean, it's like, well, I quoted you for this house, but now you're getting this house that mm-hmm. the insurance is a whole lot higher. So it is yeah. vital to get this done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Before your option period's over, guys. Because you know, if if the quote can't, I mean, can't fit into the budget that you're required to have or want to have, then you really need this vital piece. Because remember, it's P-I-T-I. Okay. That's one of the yeah. big I's that you and you have control over it to a certain degree, you know. Use a good insurance. Um so just for those who don't know, uh pity. Principal, interest, taxes, insurance. Insurance is a part we have to qualify you on all four of those items. So. Right, right. And that's that's one that is very is quite variable. And let's go back again so people understand how 
like what a sort of crisis this is. John, can you talk about the numbers a little bit, how high they've gone? So I would say um, I try to run numbers, you know, every couple months, you know, just averages. Right. Um, And we've seen probably just in the last three months, the average home insurance go from like fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars to eighteen, nineteen hundred dollars in Bear County. That's across all properties, you know, not specific one, but we've seen that drastic increase. And just this month, that's been even higher. They're kind of overdue. Um, and that just comes down to lack of supply. A lot of the companies do not want to write new business. So they really slow down uh, what they deem as eligible. And so you you only have a few choices. It's not like before we had four choices and actually pick one. It's not that way. It's whoever offers that. So the prices, you know, gone from fifteen hundred dollars, you know, one hundred fifty dollars a month to you know two hundred dollars a month, one hundred and ninety. Just can throw everything. So we've seen it's really gone up. Investment properties have gone up. Same thing, you know, on rental properties that that margin's kind of the same, um, but they're they're probably thirty percent more than they were thirty forty percent more than they were this time last year. So that's significant. That's a big change. Change. So we've we've seen a lot of mortgage companies going out of business. We've seen a lot of real estate brokers going out of business. Are you faced with that as well? Um, not not so much. Uh, what our what our insurance companies do is in, we, we've had some go out of business. We've had some leave the state. You know, they don't go out of business. They just don't want to do anything more in Texas. Um, mm-hmm. Or they just shut off new business. They don't want to. They don't want to grow. So they'll just like uh, for one, for example, with us was nationwide. They just put a pretty much a, a hold on all new stuff for us. We can't write anything with them right now. Um, so that's how they limit their losses, right? They'll get back to profitable and then they're going to open back up. You just don't know when you're looking like probably end of next year, 2025, maybe, you know, it's supposed to get better uh, and they'll open up because they can't stay closed forever, but they will stay closed long enough to get their profits where they want. It's a correction. It, it's a no. correction. Mm. So how much, because a lot of people don't understand this. Can you talk about claims? How much do claims affect the house itself? How much cl- do claims affect a buyer? Yes. Okay. So um, if you're if you're a homeowner, right, and you have a claim on your house, right? Hail claim. Um, doesn't really affect your rate as much. A little bit of a change, right? Because they just paid a $30,000 roof. They're going to raise your price a little bit, but not horrible. Now, if you have a water claim, a water loss. Now, everybody had one in the freeze pretty much, right? You know, pipe break, you had all this stuff. Um, the number one thing you want to do when you have that is keep all your receipts and all the proof of your repairs so you can give that to your listing agent when they're listing your house. They have it all ready for the person buying it. Right. A water loss can drastically, or a fire, I mean, you can. it can take the property from, you know, like I said, $1,600 to $3,200 or just make it an eligible period. Uh, because a lot of people... Uh, say they don't have the money to make all the repairs. They try to use their insurance, you know, which I understand, but now they've got two water losses or they have a, a, a hail and a water. Now you've got two claims in three years that they're not, the next company probably not going to write that. You've got to find one that will, and the prices are going to be higher, right? Because they're taking on more risk. It's all, right. what is the chance that we're going to have to pay a claim on this property? You look at the history, then a lot of claims. Um, it's not going to be good, right? Right. Now the claims also follow you as the buyer. Yeah, that's what if I'm you had, claims on, if you had claims on the house you're selling, now you're buying a house that had two claims and you've had two claims. That's four claims. Makes it it makes it harder. So it's like you're a package deal, right? It's yeah. you're a package deal. You're the risk. You're a risk, and the house is a risk. What is the chance this guy's gonna file a claim? What's the chance this house is gonna have a claim? We'll match them up. There are still some companies that do not rate on the prior owner's claims, so that's good. That's a 
the thing you have in the tool chest. But oh, nice. But now they're all started. They're all. It's just. It's, the, it's, it's just. The new they're looking way. at your it's claim way. history. Right. They're looking at your claim wow. history. Wow. And you can see that we, we referenced the clue report before, and I, I mean, that's something a lot of people don't understand. Can you explain what a clue report is? So a clue report is a loss assessment of the house, right? So what we do is we run, you know, the lenders buy this house, we take this address, we run it through a system, and it tells us all of the losses that have been insurance losses on this property, right? For the last, uh, usually five years, some go back a little bit farther. Um, and then you want to make sure as the realtor, you know, as listing agent or the buyer's agent, that you have proof that those repairs have been done. Um, some of them are obvious. You had a fire and a house burned down, right? Well, the house is still there, so the house has been rebuilt, right? Um, but a lot of those water losses, they're going to want to see proof or uh, the roof. We used to just be be able to say, "All oh, the roof was replaced in 2016." Now they're saying, "I want proof that it was replaced." Ah, okay. Right, That's and not important. repaired. Keep your receipts. Keep your receipts because. Uh, if you got a hail claim and they gave you money for the roof and you just fixed it instead of replacing it like they wanted you to do, uh, that roof is still rated as the original age when it was first put on. So you replace half the roof. It's not like half of it's new and half of it's up. It all goes back to that original year. So uh, you want to make sure that when you keep all those receipts. What about pet? Oh, <laughs> I love dogs, right? But pets can prove to be an issue. You know, I know nobody likes to hear it, but, you know, Rottweilers, Pitbulls, those are, um, they're harder to insure. There are some companies now because they've passed some laws in some places, but they can't discriminate against the dog. Oh, interesting. But they're not going to give you liability for it. So the dog does oh. go and they tear somebody's face off or, you know, bite someone. You're just not going to have any insurance and you're going to pay all that money when they sue you out of pocket. Right. right? What about so, swimming pools? Good. We're in front of Marilyn's beautiful swimming pool yes. right now. You can just jump in that. The swimming <laughs> yeah. pool really, um, for the most part, does not affect your price much at all. Oh, good. Uh, it's more of an eligibility. When you have a swimming pool, you want to make sure to have the fence like this, you know, the thing mm -hmm. with a lockable gate it has a fence around it. It doesn't have to be directly around the pool. Okay. It just has to be around the yard where kids in the neighborhood can't just walk up and, you know, get in it, right? Um, or my that, security cameras. Security cameras, those yeah. always help. Or diving boards, slides, yeah. right? They don't like diving boards or slides. And if they do, they have to meet certain requirements. It has to be so deep. And diving board can only be so high off the water. So it used to be years ago, maybe this is an old wives' tale, but they said, wow, if you have a, a swimming pool, your um, insurance will go down because you now have water access to put the fire out. Is that true or is that just a myth? <laughs> That's a myth. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a myth. Um, but uh, but it really doesn't impact your price. It's eligibility. Well, I do have a fire hydrant in the front of the house. You do have one right there. Does that, that help? Helps. That helps. You didn't distance. park in front of it, I hope. No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> distance to the fire department. That's the other thing that's been changing with the insurance rates is now we've all of a sudden with all these droughts and all these fires in the last few years in our area, like the one in Medina and all that stuff, we started getting these fire scores. They changed the system that does this fire line score. So there's places in San Antonio, especially over off Calabria Road, where the wildfire score is so high, um, it's really hard to get some insurance. And that was and so, that really affects your budget. And that's amazing. Like we would never know. I mean, John told me that, and I was happened just happened to be showing over in that part of town. And sure enough, I mean, it's 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 consider, and you'd never guess because it's a subdivision. But right. and same thing over in New Braunfels, there was that wildfire, yes. and it affected a couple that. of our clients. Here. I can't remember yeah. what that neighborhood it's, was. It's uh, River Chase. River Chase. Yeah, yeah. they are. 
and they're and they're currently in the process of changing updating online which fire department services that area because the what the insurance pulls and what actually services it is like not the closest one. Okay, gotcha. So that'll hopefully get a little bit better. So but, when we go, we have somebody that's looking. That will all be kind of solved because we're going in and we're putting in the address to get a right. quote from you. Absolutely. Right. right. I mean, it's it's going to help immeasurably. Yeah. Right. Because like, it, it's not, if like I said, if you got if you buy a house, if you're buying a house and you quote this house and you quote a house on two miles away, they're going to be different. They're not going to be the same. Exactly. It could be the same price. It could be the same thing. They're not going to be the same price. Right. right. And even before this crisis, I mean, this was years and years ago. I had a client and could barely get them qualified. They were first-time home buyers, and they needed their insurance to be like something like seven, eighteen a year, and it couldn't be more than that. Right. right? So then we sort of had to find a house to fit the price, you know. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't even that. I mean, back then it was obviously a lot cheaper, but it was you. They, it's a big piece of the puzzle. It's well, it used piece. to be when we first started working together a couple of years ago. I would call you and say, "Oh, we got to get this down to you know eighty five dollars a month. Can can you do it?" And you would kind of work your magic, but now it's just really difficult to do that. I mean, I think that we've got a lot more stringent lending rules right. where they're saying, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, you you've got to have." You know, it's just a lot more challenging. So if we can do it up front, that'll save all of us right. a lot. Bag of now, tricks is good. And I've, I've seen Linda work very, very hard where she's getting ready to, you know, she's printing out the listings and going through these listings to, to go show people houses. It doesn't take that much for you to take that and right. just put the, put the, the address in and, and figure out what the quote is, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it would be an easy piece. That makes of you diligence. so valuable. It makes you very valuable, too. Well, so. I mean, it helps your client. You'd hate your client to go in and fall in love with a house when, you know, right. when they, it, it's just not doable, right? Yeah. For whatever reason of this insurance piece, right? I went to go look at a house the other night and I walked in and I'm like, what is that? And there was a huge limb, you'll love this, huge limb that was high up and they had bungee corded it back to the tree and it was oh. sort of hanging over the house and i was just like that is not good. john dean i know would not, not let that go <laughs> so it was like it was funny I, i've never seen that before that talk a little bit john more about you had a little it was very interesting when we were talking the other day about um towing your car because oh. insurance is all interconnected guys right. i mean your house and your car and right. everything so i always suggest for anybody you know if you want roadside and towing just get it direct through AAA. not you don't have to do their entrance but you can just get roadside assistance through them or you can just call the number on the back of your license that is free it's through state but um because those claims towing they follow you right never thought of that before really not be an issue but now with these tight underwriting restrictions and what they want those are being used not against you but uh they're they're affecting your rate and i <laughs> had a, a, a client that you know call we're working on getting a quote like let me quote you all at the same time so we're quoting his auto and i'm like mm, we can't do that auto because he had like 24 claims right and i started looking at them when they were all glass and they're all like 79 80 claims you know that now he's got so many of them you know 
no one's gonna no one's gonna so take it which knocked him out of the home that we wanted to use because they are requiring both lines of business so we had to go and find something else we were still able to take care of them but it just wasn't at the price we were hoping of course so before you make a claim call your insurance partner absolutely uh, again because like you know if you want to like i have a broken windshield and so i was like then i said oh we just see john today i mean it's just got a crack right um but i'm like i better not make a claim I, yeah you know <laughs> uh, go get it fixed. especially for especially right now right because of just how on edge they are right. uh, about that now it's different if you got a car that's got three thousand dollar windshield like some of these cars do that's a different story right mm -hmm. it's these small claims where you know you got a 500 hundred dollar deductible and the cost to fix the windshield was six hundred dollars right now you've got a hundred dollar claim on your record just pay that six hundred dollars right. if you can you know right and then it keeps it off your record and then you know you can work because the misconception is i have a zero dollar deductible for glass yeah you may not have to pay anything for that repair but that repair goes on your record as a claim right right so uh yes be very diligent on what always call your insurance person before you file a claim anyways yes no matter what it is yeah um now your house gets hit by lightning and it's half on fire don't call us first <laughs> right you know um but you have a small water leak or, you know, a hailstorm came last night. Right. Don't just call your insurance company the next day and say, I need to file a claim or get somebody out here to look at it because they're going to give you, if they come out and say, no, there's no damage, you have a claim. You have a $0 claim on your record because the insurance was notified and they came out and looked at it. Right. You get enough oh, of those zero, wow. you get enough oh. of those $0 claims that that'll affect your eligibility, right? Because they're looking, how often is this person going to call insurance? Well, this guy likes to call. Uh, right? Yeah, that's because when Very you call the 800 numbers, most of those people that answer the phone are not licensed agents, so they can't advise you. So that's why you get these zero dollar claims. Right? Ah. So you call me and say, I think I had a hailstorm. I'm going to tell you, here's my roofer. Call him or here's any roofer. I don't care who it is. Uh, have them come out do an inspection. They're going to tell you, yeah, you've got damage, a lot of damage. We need to file a claim. Perfect. Now we can move forward. Or okay. they'll come out and say, now nah, we just need to do a little repair. Some shingles blew off. Great. Make the repairs and you're done. Same thing on water. You got a plumber to come out. You know, you had a water leak. It's going to be thirteen hundred dollars fix. Right. So that's the same. It's the same thing with credit pulls. When you go and get your credit pulled at car dealerships, and then you go to the furniture store, and you might not have bought a car. You might not have bought a um, some furniture. And then you, you know, thought about applying for this credit card because they were going to give you something at the department store, whatever. You may have no credit cards, but you've got those pulls on there and they know you've been applying for credit, even though you have not received it. it it's just like that, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. Just like that. And your credit does impact your, doesn't, you don't run credit. It's you don't good, run credit, good segue. but you, you have an insurance score, right? So if you, and and it runs off the address and all this other kind of stuff, right? If you have bad credit, you're going to have a poor insurance score. And mm -hmm. uh, so that can also limit who will look at you for a new policy right now or not, right? If you if you have one claim and you're in this higher rate for insurance, that's like a, that's a no-go. That's the first time I've seen one the other day. That Like, what's the reason? They were like, you know, poor insurance score in one claim. Denied. Oh. I've never seen that one before. Yeah. So they are looking at that. Um that insurance score. If you change your insurance, if you're a habitual insurance changer, like I want to shop it every year and I'm going to change every year or you change midterm because they made you mad or whatever, you know, uh, that starts to affect your insurance score, right? If you cancel midterm and get a new one, that, that affects your score. You want to try to do that as much as possible at the renewal. Right. You want to try to catch that early. You have to be really thoughtful. This is you got to be careful and have just a good gotta, advisor. Be, yeah. You always got to be able to just call your person and talk. 
I have like my clients will ask all these quirky questions like, um, is, you know, what makes your insurance higher? Is it an older house more expensive than a younger house? Yes. Not necessarily. See, not necessarily. Not I necessarily. told you guys. So how about two story versus one story? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, does like a four sides masonry house, is it cheaper than like a wood sided house? Definitely cheaper. It is definitely cheaper than a wood sided, but, uh, it depends on how the company's rating uh, like a hardy board house that has all four sides that right. can be rated as brick veneer with some companies sure. right so it just depends but yes uh masonry of any type better than wood. okay okay um and then i'll have my farm and ranch people say you know is it harder to get insurance on a house on 20 acres than it is? oh yeah okay. less options mm -hmm. a lot of these companies were designed for neighborhood homes right so they have an acreage limit right no more than five acres some will go to 10 some will go to 100. Some don't have one. Some don't have a, uh, a limiter at all. So it, it, it just depends. You just, yeah. What's the, what's the number one question you get asked? Why is my rate so high right now? No. Um, <laughs> I get that too. Yeah. Uh, the number one question I get asked uh, when, I'm, when I'm talking with someone is, how is the roof going to be covered? That's one of the number one questions. And a lot of times we get, I have no idea what I'm doing, so help me, right? I don't know. We get a lot of I don't know. Um, if people are shopping it themselves, they don't know what they're doing most of the time. And so they don't know. Oh, well, I got a I got a price over here at this company where I know good and well, it's not that's the wrong company to have for this house. Right. Uh, but right. oh, but I got it. and It's fine. And I'm like, that's like, there's no way, you know, and then send me your quote. And then you look and now they got a two percent deductible or I've seen them right. three. You're talking about the little commercials on the Super Bowl that you can go in and get your yes. stuff. Right. Yes. <laughs> Companies um, that. Right. And to that point, what kind of roof plan, I mean, deductible should you have in Texas? Right now, kind of the average is is 1%. Mm -hmm. Kind of what people, you know, kind of keeps you from doing small claims, but it's not so much out of pocket that you have to set up. But right now, what we're seeing is a lot of companies are changing that 2%. Mm -hmm. We just had that change. The, uh, several companies, the lowest one they're giving offer right now is 2%. If you're in Dallas or Houston, mm -hmm. it could be higher. Well, wow. and then you're going to have a problem finding an investor that's going to loan on it at 2%. So right. now, oh, now, now we're, you know, oops. Right. We're having problems with companies losing their financial rating insurance companies because of claim issues and their, mm -hmm. and their reinsurance. They're, you know, they've lost this money. So now they've kind of lost their insurance, uh, their, their financial rating. I'm sorry. And what that happens is now they no longer meet Merrily's company's requirements as an insurance company because they have to be a best or, you know, right. demo tech or whatever it is right. that's maintain that rating. And if they fall below that, doesn't meet the mortgage company. Now that 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 person has to find a new, we have to find them a new policy. Right. And if they wow. had a, at this one that lost their rating, if the price was really low, now they're going to be in this market with these current ones. And it could be a lot higher, sometimes not so much, but it just depends. Right. And that's where we get a lot. Okay, of if you're planning on buying in the next five years, <laughs> get your quote now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, Not five years, but it's, it's gotten much it, more complicated. It's changed how we're yeah. doing business. Exactly, because there's so many. Right. It's almost like a, a domino, right. a game of dominoes. Because you hit one, and then it, you know, then you can't get your you you get the low uh, the low uh, um, quote, but then you can't get your mortgage because <laughs> that's right. the wrong company, right? Yeah. What's the wonder number one claim, like traditionally or in the recent history? What's is it roofs? Is it roofs water? in Texas? It's roofs, roofs, roofs and freeze claims from that freeze. Oh, right. from, you know, because hell froze over. Hell yeah. froze over. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's a lot of those. Um, 
a lot of people d- didn't realize, oh, my insurance company said they don't charge me for that gross that refrigerated the groceries in my refrigerator, and they sent them, you know, five hundred dollar check, two hundred fifty dollar check. Ah, let's claim show up. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. um, wow. I stuck my milk out yeah. in the snow. <laughs> definitely, definitely hail claims in Texas. That's yeah. the number one. Um, and it makes, you know, it just makes sense. I mean, Dallas, they'll, that, I've had some people had two roofs in a year because they've had that many, you know, they get the hail, they get a brand new roof put on, yeah, bam, they get hit again, mm-hmm. you know. So, so we had hail damage on our house. It's been quite a few years. I don't know, five, six years ago, probably. And we um, had our roof replaced. Well, it was the same hailstorm that hit my neighbors next door. And before the new people bought it, we... The guy needed to contact his insurance because it's the same hailstorm. You're going to need a new roof. So he contacted his insurance company, and they wouldn't put a new roof. No, you don't have hail damage. So how can it be my house had hail damage, and the house, two houses down, had hail damage and had to have a new roof, but the one in between? Is that the insurance company Um, as you're looking at the roof? So, you know, it could be the adjuster. They had a bad adjuster. It could be... Maybe they didn't have damage. Maybe you had a two-story house. They had a single-story house. Mm-hmm. You took the brunt of the damage, right. and they just didn't have that much. I've yeah. seen that. Most of the time, though, it's either the roofer that they're working with. They weren't that good, or or it's an adjuster, right? Well, they're um, hoping for another hailstorm. I go, no, no, I don't want a new roof. And she goes, well, I need a new roof. So, right. you know. So, um, yeah. Oh, that's it. You know, um, when you're buying a house, the main thing with the insurance company, it has to be in good condition. It could be an older house. Oh, it's a good It point. can be whatever. Mm-hmm. But they want the house to be in good condition. They don't want the paint peeling off or they don't want the siding falling off or rotted or all this other kind of stuff because they're responsible for insuring it. So it's the buyer and the people that are living there's responsibility to maintain that house, right? Maintain the uh, pest control to keep the termites out. Insurance don't cover that. You know, you have a responsibility as a homeowner, too, of making sure that you're keeping the house up to code and not really code, but just in good condition, right? Um that's part of the that and that's really great because i've been showing on the northwest side and i've seen so many lately and this is a generous price point so many poorly maintained houses oh yeah and i have to look at my client and go i'm we can't do it i mean it's just the insurance isn't going to approve this sort right. of or, house or if they, they know yeah if we're telling the client they're right. looking at it like these are some things that you i mean you're just getting some right. people love the house and they're like okay i'm fine with that i'll put a new roof on I've had them do that. And then right. if I know they're going to do that, I can rate it as a new roof. They just have to give me that proof within a certain amount of time right. or it's, then we could have issues. And that's a really good strategy um, as well right. because some people are willing. They want to use their own roofer and do their right. own thing. And you can say, okay, it's going to be a new roof. It's going to be a new roof. Because you it's got 30 coming. days to get it done. That's great. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Um, so that's the other strategy. We've been going and getting a renovation loan to fix it up, you know? Renovation there you go. So yeah, create We've got some renovation loans that you can even, when you're buying the house, you get a loan because you want to put a pool in. You can oh, get a renovation loan to, to do the pool. So if you have a wow. client that's looking for a pool and, and none of these, you don't like these houses, you don't like the condition of the pool, okay, well, go depending on the one. price of the pool. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're in the hill country or in, like, where we are in Stone Oak, where it's, you know, solid rock that pool is going to cost a whole lot more but we have those loans available that's fantastic. so so if there's a roof issue or there's there are ways around it yeah, yeah there's ways around it. let's get creative what, we have to yeah. know what and we're going to do and work as a team work together yeah, yes exactly because like on the renovation loans we want to know what kind of renovations they're going to do because oh, they're yeah. doing a lot of renovations and they're not going to live in that house for a couple months while they're doing it uh, now we have to do it a different way 
right? Because they can't, can houses, house can't be vacant yeah. for, Insurance you know. does not like vacant Right, houses. or they don't like houses under construction. Yeah. Unless you tell them it's going to be under renovations, mm-hmm. they're going to know what kind of renovations. Well, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm stripping the inside. Well, that's going to be, enough. you got to get a policy. It may be, it may not be a homeowner's policy. It may be like a, a dwelling, a vacant dwelling that's under renovations. So that's great to know because a lot of people think of doing that. And and what if what if they had a fire because the chainsaw caught on fire? They wouldn't be covered because they didn't give the insurance insurance out. Well, I'm not going to hire someone to fix my house if they're coming inside my house with a chainsaw. Just (laughs) saying. So you never know. Somebody's got pretty talented. But uh, well, it is close to Halloween too. So that's right. Well, let's end this on a positive note because it's just a lot to take in and it's it's kind of painful. But you think that maybe I mean this is a correction, so it's not it's 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 not not going to be permanent. Okay, the rates are never going to go back to where they were. They're never going to go back to $500 for home insurance that some people are used to, right? They won't be down there, but they're not going to be at $2,000 either. It's going to be a healthy medium in between. It, I've already kind of seen it get a little bit better with some companies. Um, it's a slow process, so it is going to be better. You so know. will you do a review after, say, one year in the house? Do you normally do a little bit of an insurance review? or Normally, it's on the second year. Oh, okay. Normally, Great. the second year, because you don't want to just switch that first year, right? Um, but... We get notified on our end. Hey, this your carrier had a forty percent increase. Okay, yeah, I'm going to call that person and right. we're going to look at that, right? Right. But uh, in general, yeah, we, we'll do a review. You know, we get notified of those rate increases and then make do the review. So it is going to be better. Um, I, I did a brand new house in Dallas the other day. Brand new house, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. It was only twelve hundred dollars a year for oh, the insurance oh, with a one percent deductible. So it's still possible. Okay. It's just you got to have the right plan and the right team working together. Okay. Thank you so much. If you look down in the comments, we're going to have a link of how you can reach out to John Dean at Goosehead Insurance. There's also a link where you, if you want to have the best realtor available that's going to do all this work and make sure you have it right, I have Linda's link in there too. And also, if you need a, a great mortgage broker who's going to be able to, to find out if you qualify or get you that pool in your backyard, my link's below too. Thanks for showing up and enjoying this. And until next time, thank thank you, you, John. Appreciate it.